Your dream deserves to be shared with the world, and I'm here to teach you how to do it. I'm your host, Mary Diacitas, and on the Dreamers and Action Takers, we are going behind the scenes and giving you the tools and strategies that you need in order to create your dream into the reality. On Mondays, we will be going over a hype episode to give you a boost of energy that you need for the week. And on Wednesdays, you're going to be hearing from another dreamer who actually took action on that big thing that they wanted to put out into the world. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm honored that you're taking time to invest in yourself. And I cannot wait to hear the results that you get from this. Are you ready? Well, let's go. Welcome to this episode of the Dreamers and Action Takers podcast. I am super excited for y'all to meet Mitchell Miles. Y'all, he is amazing. So he is the chief revenue officer at the sales team accelerator for closers.io. He leads sales team accelerator and the B2B division at closers.io. And a few fun facts about him. I love these fun facts, by the way. He graduated high school in one year, avoided college like COVID, started his first online business on the side while working at a church. And he began his official remote sales career in 2018 quickly grew to the top 1% in the industry in less than 16 months. Cole brought him on to help scale the B2B offer in 2019, took over the sales department and accounting management, and had the privilege to grow the team to eight plus figures and helped make Closers.io the number one sought after sales consultancy in the market in less than two years. So welcome. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. So also, um, Mitchell actually helped us train me on sales two years ago, which we were just talking about, which is amazing. This was in the time where I was getting told no a lot, like 1600 times. And then I got on a couple of sales calls and bombed all of them. And then it was like, Mitchell, I need help. And so he got to help me with those, which was awesome. And then I stopped bombing sales calls. So it was great. <laughs> That's awesome. I still remember you hit me up on Instagram where you were like, um, you're like, I sold like the biggest deal of my life or something. I was like super pumped. That's like the messages I I, I love. I always, I cry a little bit every time. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I'm super, I'm super pumped. Uh, I still remember like, you know, just coaching you. And I mean, honestly, I, even back then, I don't, I think I've, I've like learned a ton. So, um, so I'm excited to share anything about sales, but I, but also like my my story, I think is what we're going to dive into, I think a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. So why don't you tell for people who like aren't familiar with you, who don't know Closers.io, like what is it that you do on like day to day? What does that kind of journey look like to getting where you are today? Yeah, yeah. Well, so like what we do at Closers.io um, is we, I mean, in short, we build and train remote sales teams for online businesses. Yeah. And that usually consists of three things for the most part. It's like, number one is like done for you recruiting. So we actually place sales reps in, on, in companies like done for you service. And then we also do training. So sales training to get those sales reps to KPI or higher. And then we do like the main thing is really like the one-on-one -on -one consulting with the business owners and, uh, or the leadership. If like, say you have like a sales manager or director of sales or something, um, on how to lead that team effectively and optimize the sales system to support the reps. So it's like those three main things. Um, it's kind of an end, like hold sales team support, recruiting, training the sales reps and leadership, you know? And I mean, we do that for online-based businesses. I mean, a lot of them are pretty like well-known. I mean, probably like, um, I mean, like Tony Robbins, you know, as a client, uh, if you know, Agora Financial, 
uh, Dean Graziosi, Frank Kern. Um, you know, I worked with uh, even Tanner back in the day. We kind of helped um, just help train like some of his teams and and helped him out with the sales process and stuff. So it's a it's a lot of fun. I love what we do because um, I love the industry and I and I'm, I'm you know have a knack for sales. It's it's one of my one of the things I'm, I'm super interested in. And um, yeah, so I mean, I started out we were at like Kohl's is doing like probably 150 thousand a month in revenue. And I, I just took over the sales department. So it was literally just me. It was like Cole, me, Savannah, and then Dave. And I was like, it was like just a little ragtag group. In about two years, we've grown to like, I think like over 80 people. Uh, we do about maybe, I think we're on pace to do like 40 million, give or take um, this, this year or something. So it's been, uh, it's been fun. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Okay. So why sales? Because a lot of people don't like sales. They have like a negative perception about sales. So why do you love it so much? Um, that's a great question. So this will probably start, start to creep into some of like my, my story growing up. Um, but here's the, the short version is the reason I'm passionate about sales because it actually, it was a vehicle for me that like radically changed my life. And that sounds weird, but I'm gonna, I'll give you some context. So there's multiple reasons and we can kind of go as far back in my story as, as you want, but I grew up very like sheltered. Um, I was, uh, like, I mean, uh, I grew up with like chronic social anxiety. I remember being young and, um, even to the point where I was like a teenager and I couldn't even like, we're at a restaurant, you know, and you're sitting at the table and you're like, Oh, where's the restroom? So like you ask a server, I, I, I remember I couldn't even do that. Like I was a teenager. I was like terrified. I was walking up to the hostess or anyone and asking where the restroom was, I would just walk around. I was like a kid and I would just walk around the restaurant until I found it. I was so scared to talk to people and I was, de I was depressed. Uh, I remember being eight years old and that's when like, I started getting uh, like serious depression, self-hatred. Um, it was, it was like pretty, pretty dark inside, you know, my, my brain. It was, you know, um, and I remember, you know, anyway, I, the short version is fast forward years later and I, I remember no one told me to do this, uh, but I was like, like my worst nightmare was, was sales. Like I wanted to be the marketer. I wanted to be the ads guy. Like my business, when I started, it was a, I ran ads for, you know, doctors and uh, chiropractors. And I was pretty good at it. You know, um, it was, an, uh, I made enough from that business to leave my job. And, you know, it, it, but like years later I joined a team. And I, I wasn't even a sales guy, but I was, I was like the sales admin. And I remember thinking, I like seen all these sales guys and they were so confident and making a lot of money. And it was like the first product I was like, oh, this is actually like changing people's lives. Like I, I wouldn't like mind uh, selling that, but like sales was like my worst nightmare. I was like, I could never talk to people. That's like, but I, I had this thought that I was like, if I could, like, if I could figure that out, like I could do anything. Wow. So it was, it was like exposure therapy. I just signed up for a sales job. I'm like, I want to be on the sales team and uh, <laughs> just threw myself into it. It was terrible. Terrible. I, I remember having like a panic attack after like my first triage call. I wasn't even selling. I was just calling leads to set appointments. And, um, but I, I was absolutely obsessed. So I, I got obsessed with it. Um, and got pretty good. So, and, but it, it totally changed, uh, the way I viewed myself, because I think you're only as good at sales as you feel about yourself, right? So it forced me to change my self-image and my identity 
uh, in order to even be good at it. And I, and I knew that that's what would happen. I knew that for me to be good, I had to see myself differently. So the only reason I did it was like, it was actually through like, uh, it was for myself. It wasn't for anyone else. It's not because I loved it. I just wanted to change myself, you know? So Wow. Yeah. I love the fact that you were like, I was terrified of it and I signed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seriously. I mean, if you knew me back then, like I could, it, it's, it's insane, you know? So people actually people like if, if if you ever meet any of like my friends from my childhood uh because for me to even get good this is going to sound funny but actually I changed my name too so um I I remember younger I grew up as Brandon and I don't tell a lot of people that and like here here I am sharing it on a podcast but um, <laughs> I grew up as Brandon and, and through that experience I like changed my name to Mitchell and which was technically my first name but I went by my middle name Brandon like I don't know why my mom and dad just decided to call me Brandon when I was young and and it was like I just remember thinking like uh, there was it was like in my mind I knew I was like man I like have to become someone else like I knew that like I just knew that intuitively I'm like you know we all like we're not static as humans like the bible says uh, to be you to be transformed by the renewing of your mind so if we change our mind we can change who we are and we're not static we're not stuck as like any sort of person, like you're not like just born the way you are and you're stuck that way. We, uh, you know, Jesus said, you have to be born again. The Bible says that we are, we can do, you know, I'm going to do a new thing. The Bible says his, his mercies are new every day. God is a God of like renewing and creating. And it's, you know, there's not, we're not static. So um, I knew that. And I was like, man, I have to change who I am. And um, so I just changed my name. You know, I was like, I'm going to be someone else. So I came up with this fantasy of like, there's this really charismatic, loving, kind, confident guy who's a leader and his name's Mitchell. And I'm going to like become that guy, you know? So. Wait, so when was this that you created, you like made this decision of, Hey, this person in your mind and you change your name, like where in the process was this? Yeah. So it was, it was technically before, um, sales. So, Cause I grew, so one of the, I'll give you a little bit more context, but again, I grew up really like poor. So I was actually, uh, my mom and dad were full-time ministers and pastors. So I actually grew up in the church and I actually wanted to be, um, I was like, I thought I was like called to ministry, you know? So I, I wanted to be in ministry my whole life. I actually was. So I started working for my mom and dad and I was like, maybe um, I mean, I started helping them out. I was probably like 13, 14. And again, I was very sheltered and I just wanted to um, play guitar for them. So I grew up kind of more as a musician and I wanted to uh, help them out with worship and stuff. So I, I met this girl when I was 18 and then we got married at 19. So I got married young. And again, I was just very, I was like fully committed to God, um, did it all did all the right things, right? Got married a virgin, like waited till the wedding night, like all this stuff. I was like ministry, I tithed, all this stuff. I did all the things right. And I just knew like, I didn't want to be poor anymore. Like I grew up that way and I was used to it. Um, and it was something about putting a ring on a woman's finger. I was like, I'm, I'm not going to give her like, or my kids the life that I had. Cause we were just very, we were like homeless at some, at one point, my, uh, it, it was pretty rough. It was a rough childhood. Like it was very normal for like the utility bills to like, couldn't be paid. So like, I like didn't have electricity for a long time, like water, you know, for weeks at a time. And, um, and so when I was 19, and the crazy part about all this too, is I, they pulled me out of school when I was in eighth grade. So I was working for them 
all through high school, didn't have friends, didn't have a prom, didn't have graduation. I was like, didn't never went to high school. Right. And when I was 19, uh, I was getting married. I knew I was like, man, like I'm uneducated. Like I was like ashamed of who I was. I like literally hated myself. I was like, I, I'm not educated. Like I'm marrying this woman. Who am I? Um, all this stuff. And so I decided to start a business. So I started looking up ways to make money online. I'm like, I, cause I was in construction. I was like, the only way I can make money was like, just get a job in construction. So I remember thinking, I hate this. I have to develop a skill set to make some money. So I started looking up ways to make money online. And I saw this nerdy guy with glasses. I was like, here in my garage. And with like with a Lamborghini is Ty Lopez. And I was like, <laughs> I was just like, I was like, I gotta buy whatever it is he's selling and learn from them. And I started buying all these courses. I got a credit card, racked up all this credit card debt, learned all this stuff about online business, started a business, started running ads, learned about ads. That was, I was able to quit my job. And um, and so, but the time that I was starting my business. I remember like going online to create like a, a bank account and entity an entity. Like I had to figure out how to do it. I was just Googling it all. And it was, this, it was like Mitchell miles was like my official name. So I started writing it out and there was like this subconscious thing where I was like this Mitchell guy, this Mitchell, like people, like they would call me. I was, I'd be on the phone with like different people, like the bank or whatever. They'd be like, yeah, uh, Mr. Mitchell miles. And, and it was like, I liked it. I was like, this Mitchell guy's like taking control of his life. He's changing like the, his circumstance. So it was like this weird thing. So I remember thinking like, I looked up brandonmiles.com and it wasn't available. I had this thought, <laughs> I was like, what about Mitchell Miles? So I looked up mitchellmiles.com, the domain was available. So I bought it. And like, that's when I decided I was like, I'm Mitchell. So, wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. This backstory is incredible. <laughs> yeah. So. First of all, university of Google is amazing. You can yeah. literally Google anything. Second um, of all, like, the power of being able to like make that decision and learn anything you want to. Oh yeah. Anybody, anybody can make it work. Like for me, like, I mean, people have had it worse than me. Like, I'm not trying to say that I had like the worst life, but like, you know, I didn't even go to high school. Um, and, and I ended up later on, I, I remember like I was planning a wedding, working a full-time job and I decided to buy it. Like I found this school online that was like, you know, they would send you all the curriculum to, for high school and, but you had to complete it in a year. So, and like, there was no, you can't get your money back. There was nothing like that. And I didn't have a lot of money. So I just like paid the fee, sent it, they sent it to me. And I just went through, graduated all of high school in a year. So I was pretty proud of myself. Cause I, I just did that on my own. I didn't have a tutor. My parents didn't help me. I was just like, I'd come home from work. I helped my, my fiance with the wedding. And then I would just like study, stay up till late. Um, all of my weekends were just like doing tests and paperwork and all this stuff. So it was fun. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. So the reason why I also, I reached out to Mitchell because I've known him for two years, like I told you. And recently I saw on his Instagram story of like, he'd been posting some like fire content about Bible verses that he had been reading and just about revelations and I was like, I hadn't seen any of this to like this level before. And I thought it was so interesting. I told them before I had recently, like, I don't know, I guess six, seven months ago, I went through the same thing where I started posting more about my faith online. And so for me, it was like, it wasn't that it was ever there. It wasn't, it was always there, but I just wasn't public about it online. And I remember people DMing me and they're like, Hey, I didn't even know that like you believed in God for me, that felt like kind of a gut punch. Yeah. And so for where you are now, did you ever like 
in posting it? Did you ever go through any of that? Or like, what was kind of that decision for you to like, yeah. decide to be more public? That's a, well, it's a great question. And in in I mean, God's amazing. And I'll, I'll share the context here too. So, so I told you kind of about how like I got married, all this stuff, right? Well, um, that I was still in ministry and I went through a lot. So I, and I want to preface, I would kind of want to preface and say like, God, again, God totally orchestrated everything. And, um, I, my relationship with my parents is like, like phenomenal now. So, um, I love them to death. I take a bullet for them right now. Like for like, uh, I love them and they're amazing. And, um, however, no one's perfect and rewind a few years ago, I'm married and I was working for them in ministry and a lot of stuff went sideways. Like I felt like they totally betrayed me. Uh, lied to me and they were like my you have to understand like I was working for them and I gave them like I gave them everything that I had to support them in their ministry and I worked for them I was making like 12,000 a year because that's like all they could afford to pay me I would travel with them um, I, I turned a lot of opportunity other jobs and opportunities down just to like be a part of their ministry and support them through everything so whenever it's like, they were like my spiritual mentors, my boss, my parents, my dad was like my best friend and everything went sideways. So they, they just, there was a lot of like unfulfilled promises. Like I won't get into everything, but it was, it was really rough. And I felt like one of the most important relationships in my life. I just felt like I couldn't trust them anymore. And um, so I ended up going to getting a job at a church. Long story short, that a similar thing happened there. Right. And then I decided I'm going to move and help this other church. So I moved from, from Boise back to Tulsa, Oklahoma, where I was born to help start this church. Similar thing happens there. So then it's like, I remember thinking like, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm going to figure this whole business thing out and just go all in on this. Because up till then, it was just a side thing. So I go all in and it's like, I'm like, I'm going to figure this out. Well, it takes off, right? I get offered a job, at like a very, one of the most probably like, like fastest growing, like the place to work at the time. This is years ago. So I'm working there, getting to, to learn from these like really smart people <laughs> that knew a lot more than me. And um, I'm like making more money than I've ever made. It was only like 40 grand a year, but that was more money than I've ever made. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, I felt like some momentum in my life. Well, I find out this is where things get really rough. So it's like, it, and I'm just doing this all for my wife. Well, I found out she like one day, you know, she has an affair. So, well, I found out that she was having an affair for like a year with her boss and that I told like everything that happened with like my parents, I'm like upset with God. Cause all these things are like, I was confused. Like I'm angry at him. I'm just angry in general. Then I found out about this total. I was gutted. Like I, I, I didn't know how to process what was going on in my life. And I don't, I, I didn't even know who I was. I'm like, I was like called to ministry and here I am in business never thought I'd be divorced, you know, and I tried to work it out. We did, we did uh, some marriage counseling and then she went off to like on a vacation with him again during counseling. So I was like, I'm done. So we split up and I went, I became like obsessed. Like the, I just remember thinking like the, if there's one thing I can control, it's these sales calls. Right. Yeah. So I just got, I was like, I'm going to master the craft as much as I can. And I was like hand transcribing calls, like in the night, like I was like anything I could to like figure out, like, you know what I mean? So, and immediately I, and the other thing too, is like, I'm leaving town. So I went to Miami 
And I just went to Miami. Tanner invited me to like speak at his mastermind thing. I go to Nashville. I get really caught up in like the money because like I'm starting to make more money. This partying, I was like, it was like alcohol, drugs, like sex. I was just very angry at the world, at God, um, myself. Like, how did I let this happen? And um, that happened for probably like maybe a year and a half to two years, give or take, something like that. And um, last fall, I like when I say God chased me down, like he chased me down. And I was the guy who like grew up in church again. Like I remember thinking like, I can't go back. Like I thought he was like mad at me. So I'm like, I'm in the party scene now doing all this stuff, going to raves, like getting drunk all the time. And, um, and it, you know, and not like, you know, whatever, like to me, those were like bad things, you know, whatever. But, um, and so he like, I remember like, but here's the craziest thing. I was very upset and angry. And I, I remember thinking like, to me, it was like money. If I could get money, like if I could make my first 10K month, right? It was like, oh, I'll be so happy. Then it was like 20, then it was like 30, then it was like 50. And I was like, and then I realized like, man, if I could like, I just, it was like, if my status, like, I just want to be able to like meet all these like powerful entrepreneurs. And there I am like on a yacht, like with all these well-known people sitting at the table, like all these high status people, way richer than me. And, um, and it's like, that didn't fulfill anything. The money didn't fulfill anything. The partying got old. I was like, this is like the same music, the same conversations every single time. There's different people and no one cares. Like no one's caring about, cared about me. Like, well, we party, you kind of feel like this person's your best friend. And then like, you never talk to them again. It's like, it was not making me happy. Then I remember thinking like, man, if like, I could just like maybe another woman, like, you know what I mean? So I meet this girl, we start dating. I'm thinking that's going to make me, happy. it doesn't. Okay. We end up breaking up. And I was like at the lowest of lows in my life thinking, none of this means anything. God doesn't care about me. Like no one cares about me. Nothing's making me happy. Like, what's the point of all this? And I was like, so I'm sitting there and I remember like laying on my bed. If you can just imagine like when you should be at your highest, everything's going right in your life, career-wise, everything. But I was at the low, the lowest feeling inside, empty completely empty, meaningless. And I, I'm looking up at the ceiling and I start having these like flashbacks of like years ago when I was in Boise, I was married, I was in ministry. I knew who I was. I knew what I was called to. I had purpose. My life was like more rich with like relationships and Jesus. And I was just like, I remember thinking that man, like that's when I was a good person. Like what happened to me? Like where, like why, like God like was present in my life and through all that noise like i like i promise you like the voice just cut through all the chaos and was like son i never left and i was like i broke down like i'm telling you broken on my knees crying because it was like i knew god was like i just felt his love like like i thought i was totally disqualified like i was like there's no reason he'd want to you know what i mean even though i've heard all the sermons everyone's like his mercies are new every day his love never fails like nothing can separate us but it's like there's a difference between like knowing it and then like I knew you know you can kind of like watch a fight like a UFC fight and see someone get punched and be like man that hurts but imagine like actually getting punched and then you're like man that hurts there's like a different weight to the words and there's a different knowing right it was like I experienced his presence and his love and I'm like whoa like that's what grace is (laughs) like like I don't deserve it and he's right here and like he loves me he never left 
like it, he doesn't care like what I've done. He just wants me. And like, I just knew like, that's why like it all connected. I'm like, that's why Jesus died. Like, like if I could have earned it, he never would have sent his son, yeah. you know? And, and so I was like, I just totally changed everything. I changed my life. I went to, um, I knew, I just remember thinking, I gotta go to church. Like, I'm gonna go to church. <laughs> I went to church and uh, met some friends. Like, I just knew, like, I gotta get connected with, like, people and, like, change my environment. Like, social pressure is a lot. And if you can get saved and then, like, if you stay around the same environment, like, you're not, like, eventually it'll wear you down. So I didn't want to get caught up in the party scene again. And, uh, and then I just, um, for the first time, I really have like a relationship with him and I'm getting to know him, like apart from trying to be good enough for anything. Cause like, like he's enough. I think like our greatest challenge as a believers is not our discipline. It's not how well we can do the stuff and how right we can live and how many verses we can read. It's simply believing that he's enough it has more to do with what he's done for us and what we can do for him right and i was like so that's how god chased me down and i was completely um it totally changed me, you know and i'm now i'm like unashamed i'm just like i'm just gonna tell everybody <laughs> you know what i mean so that's that's it. such a mic drop moment too <laughs> you had the fact of he's enough like, period end of story it's not what we can do no no, exactly. It's like, he's, uh, that's it. You know, Jesus, like, I think I heard someone say one time, like Jesus plus nothing. It's like the formula for life. You know, it's like yeah. Einstein says E equals MC squared or whatever. It's like <laughs> Jesus plus nothing. Like we just need him, you know? Yeah. So. so how has it affected your work in your business now? Because we talked about before we started recording about so many business owners don't want to bring that faith aspect into their business. And so I know I saw it on social media, but has it affected if any, and if it has, what does that look like? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny. It's funny because, um, I mean, ever since then I've had like a record month every month and I'm not, I'm not trying to say. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to, I'm going to make an assumption here. You stopped like striving and trying to do a lot of it on your own. Yeah. You let him take, and you had a record month every month. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. I think besides a couple, it's been like eight months now or something. Besides a couple months, <laughs> so it's weird. It's like I, uh, it's like the minute that I don't need it anymore. Like right, it's you don't like need the cash. Or yeah, well, I just don't need. Uh, I don't need need it to be happy, right? Okay. Like I don't. I don't need to be winning. Like my my bank account or my business or the numbers don't. It's all just like to me. It's like it's just a part of the life that God's providing for me. Right. It's, I don't need it to feel good. Like it, back in the day, it was like, I didn't, I put my identity in everything besides him. And it was like, how it's like, what can I accomplish? And in like my identity was attached to that. So if I ever had like a down month, I was so pissed and like upset and like, I suck. Uh, you know, it's like, I'm terrible at this. Like I, I shouldn't be doing this. Like, and, um, just beat myself up. And now I'm like, Oh, like, Jesus said, why, like, why are you concerned? Like, he's like, why don't worry about tomorrow. That has enough trouble. It's like, mm-hmm. just worry about t- like, just focus on today. And then he says, look at the birds, you know, look at the, and it, I think the verse um, I love, and I, it's actually one of the ones I posted the other day, I think, cause I just reread it all the time. But he says, look at the birds, how they're carefree in the care of God. 
And that stood out to me. And I was like, I'm going to be carefree in the care of God. Like, I want to live life light, you know, and carefree, like just trusting him. And I still give it a hundred percent. It's not an excuse to be lazy, but, uh, cause he also has tons of, of scriptures in the Bible that, uh, he's, when he talks about lazy people, just go look at Proverbs. I'm not lazy, but I don't need it. It's, yeah. it's like a contentment. Like I'm content no matter what, you know, you can work from rest, not working yeah. for fill in the blank of whatever you want to do. Yeah. Right. A hundred percent. And it's like, I'm also like back in the day too, I was like a self-development junkie. And if you like read all the books and take all the courses and do all, go to all the events, they all pretty much have a very similar message. If you, a few common threads. And one of them is like, there's no finish line. Everyone's working for this like thing. Like the, if I could just get to the top of the mountain, if I could just get to the finish line, if I could just get to X, fill in the blank, right. Then I'll be happy. It's like, no, it's like, <laughs> it's like that's don't you you won't and like I learned that I'm like you're not going to be happy you're just going to want another peak to, to climb so instead it's like just success it's just giving 100% today and enjoying the process you know learn to love the game you know learn to love and like um you know I know I'm talking a lot but like the other example that God really ministered to me through and this is probably I'm not the first one to say this but it's like the story of like Matt, uh, Mary and Martha, right? Uh-huh. I think wait, you probably already know where I'm going with this, but, um, yeah. but right, there's like Mary's like enjoying Jesus, just enjoying his presence, sitting down crisscross on the floor, looking at him while he's ministering. Martha's cleaning the house. She's all busy, striving, working, and she gets all upset. Like how many people, how many times have we been there? Like, you know, we get all jealous and she goes over to Jesus and says, Jesus, like, get, you know, get married to, to help me. Like, she's just sitting here. Like, why, you know? And he goes, Martha, Martha, Martha. Like, you know, Mary's found a good thing, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, we get all mixed up. Like the Christian life literally looks like sitting crisscross, enjoying Jesus, <laughs> like not working, striving. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, he's called us to build his kingdom too. There's a time and place for that, but it's more of a posture of the heart. You can still be working and inside just like sitting, enjoying Jesus, enjoying life. And you're just grateful, you know, yeah. that's, that's where I think I am now. And I have better friends. I am making more money, record months. My team's growing. I feel like I have better relationships with my team. Um, I don't have transactional relationships in my life anymore. And I think mm-hmm. I used to have a lot of those, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. It sounds like too because all of this is incredible. And I love that you shared as much as you did, because I didn't know like majority of that before, but it's this whole aspect that Jesus tells us to come to him like a child. And what did children do? Children's. What do children do? They work for what they want. Like when a kid is like focused on building a blocks and they want to build the tower, like they are focused in on that and they are doing the work. They don't worry about, Hey, what am I going to eat? Or what is tomorrow going to look like? Or any of that. They're filled with joy. They right. have the excitement. They know that their father is going to take care of them. Mm-hmm. And so how cool will it be for more business owners to be able to walk in that posture, to be able to show up and know, Hey, I'm not going to strive. I'm not going to have this horrible lifestyle. That's not fulfilling because I think that that's a lot of what's we see in the business world of, Hey, this is what success looks like. 
Yeah. It's like, wait a second. This is not, I'm not happy. This isn't fulfilling. But when you can go to him like a child and you can work every day from that aspect, it doesn't mean that you're lazy. It doesn't mean that you're not working. It doesn't mean that you're not doing the things that you need to do, but you work from that place of rest and you already know, hey, he says I'm enough. And that's the truth that I'm holding today. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Like I, it's funny because it, it, it's like, that is faith, you know, like it takes faith to receive Jesus. And I think, uh, but it also takes, it's like, that's the first part, like that's salvation. And that's incredible. That's like why Jesus came. Right. But it, he didn't just come to like save, like, you know, he, cause he did that. And then what did he do? He told, he told the disciples, Hey, stay here. Cause I'm going to send someone like me. I'm going to send the gift. And it was the Holy spirit. Right. Mm -hmm. and he said, why? Cause he will empower you right to go and do greater things than he shall you do is what he said. And so he meant like, then he ascended, sent the Holy spirit and tells us what to love people, love God and love people. And like, it's, it's like he literally is trying to empower us to walk a Christian life, which I don't think a lot of people know what that looks like, right? But if you look at the, the, the gospel, that's what it looks like, you know? And so whatever call or purpose is on your life and the assignment on your life, like he's actually going to empower you to do that. But it takes faith. It yeah. takes faith to actually receive the love so you can posture your heart like Mary did instead of Martha, right? It, it does. It's like, like it literally requires faith to receive love yeah right it's like it's it's not one or the other it's like it's both but like you have to believe that he is enough and that he's going to take care of you and then you start to like and you're like oh wow like could it be that god is this good and that's when you start to experience love you know that's pretty amazing so it is pretty amazing yeah Okay. I have a question for you. Cause this morning, so I read the Bible every Friday morning, this morning we were reading in John and it talked about how Holy spirit um, came down and he's like the voice of truth. Have you seen that in walking in more alignment with him, he's given you those answers of truth as you are making business decisions. And so it's not, you have to look for somebody else, but you're like, no, I know what it is. I have that voice of truth and I know what this decision is. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think, um, you know, I mean, I think there's been like several times in my life where it's like it, the Bible says it's that still small voice, you know, and it, you know, and it doesn't, uh, you know, I think, I think sometimes the voice of truth, like some people are like, oh, I got to pray. Like I got to pray and ask the Holy spirit, like, what am I going to wear today? And it's like, okay, like, come on. Like, I don't think it's that, like, it doesn't need to be that, like look like that, you know, that strict or whatever. I think sometimes he just leads us with peace, you know? And so there's been plenty of times where in my life, I'm like, you know, try, I'm like thinking about, um, you know, for example, like launching a new division or hiring someone, for example, like there's been plenty of times I'm like on an interview and on paper, this person seems amazing, but inside I'm like, you know, I don't think this is it, you know, and like, I'm glad I didn't hire them I'm, or even sometimes like, for example, like there's this, uh, someone the other day on paper seemed perfect and I was going to talk to them and they were trying to get, get me to like, uh, get on an interview sooner. And I just, I don't know why I was just like, I just like, it's not like I thought about it that hard. I didn't even really pray about it, but I was like, uh, no, it just, I just know I need to have that interview on Thursday. I don't know why it was just like, Hey, no, actually Thursday is perfect. Can we just stick to Thursday? He's like, yeah. Well, and I was like, I don't, I don't know. This person is like, it was just kind of this uneasy feeling. And then, um, turns out they had a conversation with, uh, someone else and ended up taking that job before the, the interview. Right. And that's just like a good example. I was like, oh, well, so I just texted him. I was like, he's like, hey, 
I took another job and I was like, Hey dude, enjoy, like congrats, happy for you. And like, it, it just kind of, I'm glad that like, I knew he wasn't that bought into what we were doing. And I, I didn't have to wait till like months down the road after I trained him and ramped him and all this stuff. Like he ended up wanting to work with someone else. that was like, you know, not really a competitor or a semi. And I was like, I was fine with that. I work with a competitor. That's fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. The peace. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's times where God speaks to you. Like, but I told you, he like totally spoke to me that day. It was like really, really clear. Like I could tell you what it sounded like, but like there's other days it's just like a peace or a knowing, yeah. you know? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So is there anything else that is coming to mind that you'd want to share from business owners from your knowledge and what you've learned the past couple of months? Oh man, like so much. Um, like, yeah, I mean, it's hard. It's that, that's tough. But like, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, like the biggest thing, I mean, I could say this sound, it sounds kind of like cliche or whatever, but like, I think it's so easy to fall into the trap of like, of like uh, being rushed and and feeling like you have to grind and work really hard and like in everything. There's a time and place for like working. I, I think, I think we're like giving 100% effort is the definition of success. Like we don't have control all the time of the outcome. Um, but if you do focus on the things within your control, which your effort is number one, then, uh, then I think we can call ourselves a, su a success, right? Like my personal definition of success is that it's literally just giving hundred percent today. Like just focus on today, give hundred percent. Right. And I think like, you know, so there, you know, there's a time for that, but like, I think where, where people get caught up in like giving 100% is like the grind of all of like my to-do list. And like, they don't sit back to like strategize and like most as I've, as I've like matured in business, I've gotten better. I'm now leading teams, training teams. I'm realizing that, um, like it, it's actually some of the things that I ignore or I used to ignore is like the most leveraged results driven activities I could possibly do. Like number one is like optimizing my schedule. You know, you only have 24 hours in a day. Like we all are stuck to that, right? It's how we spend those 24 hours is everything. Like I, I like to think of my time is like my capital and like I'm an investor and it's like, okay, so there's all these different like potential assets. I could invest my capital and this one could give me a small return. This one's going to be a really big return. And it's like, this one's a safe bet. And it, it's like, I think about it that way. And I, and I'm only going to invest my time into the things that's going to like, give me a return. There's a lot of things I could do. There's a lot of things that people want from me, but like, I'm only going to do the things that are going to like move the needle forward. Right. And a lot of that's going to be reviewing calls from my team, right? Like I listen to calls. I did, I just literally right before this podcast, I was reviewing a call with my team. Like I do that review coaching calls with, for my team, sales calls, I review my own coaching calls. Right. I, uh, again, optimizing my schedule, um, you know, sitting down and writing out all the problems. And if you can write out the problem clearly on paper, that's 50, you've solved 50% of it. Right. Usually things start clicking in your brain and you're like, Oh, I just need to do this. Right. But like, like people, they get caught up in doing all the other stuff that they skip the time that's actually usually really quiet and boring, like just working on yourself, thinking about your business, strategizing, uh, quality control, um, unifying your team, communicating vision, training your team, like all those things people abdicate 
just to just to do the things that are more worth their time and they're thinking about it backwards so i would just say if you're like a believer and you're in business like focus on the revenue generating activities like like actually like spending time in prayer reading your reading your bible like getting in the word because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god uh study like always be reading i'm always reading uh the bible plus another book i read every morning um you know things like that does that make sense yeah probably the most boring cliche answer, but like, I really think that's key. I don't think so. I think that that was actually really good advice and I appreciate you sharing that. Sweet. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for sharing your story, for being willing to talk about it and to share that behind the scenes of something that people probably wouldn't know in just looking at social media and being able to share the aspect of, hey, this is what changed. And in turn, this changed almost everything. And so I appreciate you. I appreciate um, what you're doing, the people who you're working with and the way that you are showing up. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing today. Absolutely. Anytime. It was fun. Thanks for having me. Thanks y'all. Guys, totally forgot to say this at the end of the podcast, but if you want to follow Mitchell, definitely check him out on both Instagram and Facebook. I posted the direct links below, but he is Mitchell Miles on both. Those some amazing stories. His content is educational. It's entertaining. Highly recommend it. So thank you again for listening to this episode of the Dreamers and Action Takers podcast. And I'll catch you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Dreamers and Action Takers. I'm honored that you are here, but before you go, I would love to give you a free gift. Would you take five minutes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review below so that we can get this podcast and information in the hands of more people. I have a dream of working with a hundred million women and helping them to share their dream with the world. And I know that I can't do it without you. So once you rate and leave a review, if you would send a screenshot of that to the email podcast at thedreamers.co, and I'll send you a free gift. It's basically a broken down sales cycle of how to talk about your product or service online and customize it to yourself to get clients in the door. So I'm honored that you joined me today. I cannot wait to see you for the next episode and I hope you have the most incredible day. I'll talk to you soon.